0: Hello, this is Chalk Talk Sports Podcast, powered by Powering You. I'm your host, Daryl Duvall. Today's guest is Marcus Matthews, head of social at ESPN, The Undefeated. So let's kick this podcast off. So uh, you know, let's 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 uh, let's kind of talk about your uh, your 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 position, your job. Undefeated.com, and then I'm gonna kind of go into your past, man, because I love you, okay? So, appreciate that. Yeah, so, uh, kind of talk a little bit about your position at Undefeated.com.
1: Yeah, so, first of all, um, I'm the head of social, so my job is pretty much just kind of on a daily basis setting the strategy, um, for the the social strategy, uh, for the website, and also helping the editorial staff kind of, um, I guess formulate their budget based on like what the topics of conversation are and Twitter and so, well and then social in general um uh, just kind of like what what people are talking about things we should be touching on just conversations that needs to that need to be had um you know that reflect our people um and so basically on the on a day to day basis i I run the social team um, and then I help you know, push that strategy. And then we have, when we have bigger campaigns, bigger stunts, TV specials, like the last, or, or just like kind of synergy specials or synergy um kind of collaborations like we just had with Hamilton and Disney Plus um around the, the first beginning of the month, um, just kind of help craft strategies around um, those kind of projects and things of that nature.
0: And so, I mean, you come from an HBCU background. How right. are the Howard University. Thank you. And, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and you kind of incorporated, it. it's kind of funny, you know, Hamilton, you know, because we're sitting around doing nothing, they're coming out with all the different uh, shows. And I mean, Hamilton is one of the ones I kind of met. Uh, I was at an event back in, about three years ago. No, maybe three or four years ago. But I did get a chance to go to see Hamilton play in Chicago okay. and me and my fiance. And so, um, and then I got a chance to see the, uh, talk to the chief marketing officer and she had kind of talked about how the grand idea of Hamilton, where they were taking it to another level. I mean, they were at a point where doing a, they talking about doing an amusement park, but they wanted to stretch it out so long. Wow. And so, I mean, it is now, it's like to the point of now Disney is, Disney plus is taking over. And since we can't really go anywhere now it's like ESPN is, I mean, not ESPN, but, Uh, which is part of Disney. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So so basically, Disney (laughs) is the larger (laughs) umbrella than ESPN. Right. um, And then all type of like ABC and all type of other stuff falls under the, the, the Disney umbrella.
0: So I do have a question. So how effective was that strategy putting Hamilton around the undefeated? Because, I mean, the undefeated is about HBCU social issues, and it's so nice that they have come out with a site that's geared toward that. Uh, how effective was that wrapping Hamilton around that? Coming well, with- I mean,
1: if you if you look at the other the other Disney brands, I think the undefeated was was chosen to kind of partner with Hamilton because like we we don't just do sports, we just don't do HBCU. Like we have a huge culture vertical, right? And that's what and that kind of fits in the lane of you know Hamilton, especially how you know, how A, it started, you know, as a mixtape and then kind of went to, you know, the play and then kind of like now it's kind of full, full uh, kind of theatrical film um, kind of presentation. And, you know, as popular as Hamilton is, you know, it, it, was, it was a huge, you know, success and hit, um, you know, with the African-American audience. And so I kind of think Disney saw that out of all the entities that they own, that Undefeated was probably the best place to kind of partner up with and kind of to add another um, I guess layer to the Hamilton release because so basically where we came in at that we had a special roundtable show hosted by Kelly Carter that kind of um, brought back the whole cast it's sort of like a reunion so to speak roundtable and it kind of just touched on like what Hamilton like how Hamilton started the meaning of you know the play or like this just the symbolism in it and then kinda of like what like how it really relates to what's going on now, you know, in this country. Um and, and it kind of just, the it was just kind of a perfect marriage for us in um in the Hamilton.
0: And so you say that um, you know, uh, you know, again, in recent years, social media's become one of the most important tools a marketing position and brand building. And obviously uh, with that, uh, with Hamilton, I mean, how was the numbers, uh, from, I guess now you've been getting a lot of people just, just kind of clicking on the, to, to the undefeated. Is that, I mean, and I don't know if that's because of COVID-19, what is your thoughts? I was just kind of curious.
1: I mean, I, I think definitely partnering up with Hamilton, let's expose us to, you know, a newer, a newer audience. Um, and 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 looking at the kind of the analytics of it, um I think all the stuff that we kind of produced from that at least from a social standpoint uh, it was a huge success and as we saw kind of like the 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 snippets that we that we put out from the actual roundtable special did um banana numbers and then kind of was actually pushed by uh by by the cast members who you know had really hadn't really interacted with you know undefeated content before that kind of collaboration. So, um, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it just exposed us to another audience, which allows people to kind of really en- engulf all of our content, not just you know, on, a, on the Hamilton sense, but you know, just from our kind of like sports content that people may have not known about, or our HBCU content, uh, especially another stunt we did was HBCU Day which was uh, a couple of weeks ago, before the Hamilton that happened in June, uh, we kind of celebrated the class of 2020 and had um, different, um, you know, alumni, you know, from like Anthony, Amos, Anthony Anderson Kamala Harris um, to, you know, members of people um, that, you know, from the Freeform family, um, Demetri McKinney, uh, just a lot of, you know, um, just important folks that people didn't really know about from the HBCU tip that allowed like opportunities like that allow people to discover us in other lanes. And they really didn't think, because, you know, being tied with ESPN people automatically assume that the sports angle, but then, you know, once we have opportunities like that, it allows us to kind of spread our wings a little more.
0: And, you know, I'm going to kind of change subjects right there. I'm going to kind of go back to your, your, your past experience and, and, Uh And you
1: know how was it working? How was it like working with Stephen A. Smith, man? Uh, it, it's it's a it was a trip. <laughs> I would say, I would say every day was never the same, but it's it's like it's kind of like the same thing what's in social. But I mean, you know, St- Stephen A. is a good you know a good brother, uh, HBCU alum. Um, but it's like you know, like working with Stephen A. and then also at, at a certain point managing um, all of his kind of social channels. It's just you know like Stephen A. You gotta come, you gotta kind of yeah come correct. You know like every day you gotta be on on point. He's always going to test you. He's always going. It's it's like you know it's like it's hard to explain unless you actually meet Stephen A. or have like one on one conversations. Like he's always feel like you always feel like he's reading you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's it 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 was just interesting on a day to day basis just working with him, but then also helping him to craft his social media presence. Which if you look at the numbers of his account on um, Facebook and Twitter, Instagram—it's it's just out the roof. You know, it, I'm, I feel fortunate to be able to, you know, play a part in that. Um, but it mean, it, I mean, I it, mean, it—it—it just—it just, especially what at ESPN, it's—it's it's like you're you're dealing with like so many different personalities and talent um, on a day-to-day basis. And you know, it's just like you know, working with Stephen A., working with Skip Bayless, and you know, those type of characters. It, it, you're at the, the, the kind of the most extreme characters at the, net, at the network, but it's like, you know, it, it, it definitely made it a fun job on a day-to-day basis.
0: So you were working in, uh, when you was working with it, you was in New York?
1: No, I was actually in, in Bristol. So okay, um, okay. kind of going a little, a little bit back into my um, kind of past, like I, I originally have been with ESPN since 05. So I kind of came in on the TV side and then once um, first take, well, First Take was already, you know, you know, going. But before Stephen A. joined First Take, I was a second producer on the show. And then once kind of social media blew up, you know, the, the the company really was trying to figure out a way to incorporate social media with the shows and the talent and just kind of try to grow the communities when the shows weren't on the air. Right. And, and so, you know, I, that's, what, that's how I kind of became like the social media producer for First Take and then kind of just like, you know, everything kind of took off from there.
0: Well, I will say, man, you don't have to worry about your job, man, because as a social media, man, the way they change and stuff over there.
1: It's like... I mean, yeah, but you got, you got, you got to, you got to stay on your toes like social changes so much. And it's just right. like so much is influenced by social and like, you know, so much can go wrong with social too, <laughs> you know, at <laughs> times. So you kind of got to really, really kind of be on your toes, you know, at all times, especially like, you know, in this, in this climate, with so much, um, you know, social unrest going on, right? Um, and then a lot, of, and then especially how, how so many people are using their platforms, you know, to to speak out. Um, but then, as, as you can see, like that that same liberty that you have can also get you in trouble, as you saw, like with the latest Nick Cannon situation, and then also, you know, like yesterday with Dwayne Wade coming to his. Kind of, I guess, kind of supporting Nick, you know, on social, but then kind of right. having that blow up in his face. So, right. you know, I mean, it's it's a gift and a curse. It's definitely a gift and a curse.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, and I and I'm gonna bring that up in a in about a minute or so. About okay. few minutes about the the pros and the cons of saying, you know, doing what you're supposed to be on social media. Because I'm trying to, I'm dealing with student athletes, and um, and so you know. And one of the things I want to do is talk about what what is your, what do you think of the future of social media and sports? And again, I want to gear toward HBCU.
1: Um, I mean, social and sports, I think they will always kind of have a seat at each other's table. Um, and it, it especially because it allows um, the athlete to kind of have more of a say and more of an ownership over, you know, their voice, their likeness, their, you know, personality um, their brand. Um, and I, so, and I think, you know, sp- sports in general sees how, like, especially like with football where you can't really see faces and things of that nature, it, 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 it sports sees the value and having good relationships with, you know, their, their athletes as, you know, in, in any way, their partners, you know, it can't help but be partners. So it it allows them to see that the growth that, you know, that they, that they're, message can have from a team perspective, from a league perspective, and then also helping to support, you know, the individual athletes as well. So I think, you know, they they are pretty much gonna be, you know, locked locked in and emerged, you know, for, you know, the near the near future.
0: So I will also talk about HBCU and what's going on with some of the kids uh basically right. Obviously, now changing to HBCU schools, what are your thoughts? Because I know you have done a lot of stories on that of uh, big-time players who are actually deciding, hey, I might think I need to look at HBCU. Now, do you think that this is because of everything that's going on right now with social justice and everything that they're changing up? Or is it – I mean, do you think that – I mean, the change is – it was time for a change. I don't know.
1: I mean, I've always thought it it was time for a change, um, but it it was just like – well, what's going to really be that linchpin to kind of actually make that change? Um, and you know, you know, um, salute to you know to to my to my manmaker um, that, that uh, uh, maker that just you know kind of committed to Howard, and hopefully other 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 athletes will do the same. But as you've seen, like since this since the George Joy, Joy Floyd situation, you've seen a lot of athletes um, pretty much wake up and just like, well, you know, maybe I need to go to a school where the majority of people look like me and where the coaches kind of have more of a direct connection, you know, to me and my family and what I'm going through as a young black man and living in this country more so than, you know, your power five conferences and stuff like that. Because if you, like when you see, like when the whole George Floyd situation broke down, like how many, how many power five coaches did you see actually come to the forefront and support, you know, their athletes or make, you know, you know, kind of, Open, open, you know, uh, statements, you know, kind of supporting and, and and then talking about what's going on because I don't really think they really even knew what was really, really what was really going on. Meanwhile, you had like coaches, um, like like the, uh, it's, it's my name right now, but the, the 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 head ball coach, basketball coach, from North Carolina Central, I don't right. um, spoke out a lot, the football coach from Bethune came out and spoke a lot. So it's just like, like, I think that that whole George Ford situation showed that, like, yeah, these coaches um, may seem like when they recruit you, they care about you. But then, like, when, when you know, when, when, the, when the stuff or when the heat is coming, like, are they really, do they really have your back? Do they really know what you're going through? Can they really, you know, comprehend what's going on? Can they really, like, ride for you? And I think, you know, HBCU, HBCU, HBCU administrators, HBCU coaches have been there. They, they walk the walk, they talk the talk and I think now kids are really seeing that well you know maybe these maybe these bigger schools don't really have my best interest you know you know, you know a, 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 as their priority and maybe they're more focused on like what how, what the dollars I can make for them and they, they're starting to see the light and hopefully more and more will start to see it and, and if you and if you've seen like over the last um, couple of weeks a lot of like the, a lot of kids, that are at, like, you know, bigger bigger D1 schools are entering the transport portal and coming, you know, to HBCU, so I think that, you know, the tide is turning, but you know, I, I still think we have a long way to go.
0: Yeah, because I'm in Texas, man, and you know Texas, you know how Texas and football is, and you know, you got, we got, we got a lot of athletes, man, and right. the good athletes, and we got smart athletes, and and a lot of them tend to overlook HBCU schools, and so, I mean, you got peerview you got uh texas southern but i mean everybody wants to go to d1 and i mean there's only so many uh how would i say it? only so many seats around or so many places are positions and you just basically just a a number and i mean and that's where hbcu schools really need to get in and i hope that this is a wake up and so in regards to name image and likeness i mean what is your thoughts on uh what's gonna go what's gonna happen on HBCU schools.
1: as far as far as you know like individual players like yeah, and stuff like that. People I mean, get paid it, and stuff like that. Or what are you kind of like what individual
0: you, players you know, going and you know making a decision on
1: I mean, I mean I, I think that helps HBCUs because it's like at this at this point, it's in this world of building your brand, it's like you can go anywhere and build your brand. Like a lot of these a lot of these kids, especially on the basketball front, come in already. Like you look at look look at Zion Williamson. Like he was already a brand before he got to Duke, before right. he got to the NBA. And right. that's because, you know, his his social presence, you know, was so was so large. And you know, he didn't he didn't need he didn't need Duke to be big, you know, you know, for the right. for and that shows other 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 kids like, well, uh, they're already getting like pub from like brands like overtime and things like that before they even get to get to college. So, you know, they have already making a name for themselves. People already know, like, kinda what, how they are off the, off the floor, off the field, so forth and so on. And then now, if you can get paid for your image and likeness, then you can pretty much, ha- you can take your business wherever. <laughs> you know, wherever you feel comfortable, that is, gonna, that is gonna, you know, thrive. And I think like the old kind of traditional thinking of you can't go to an HBCU because, well, you should go to HBCU because you won't get seen as much as you would, you know, you know, on on on, you know, like That's going to cool. a power five school, but it's like, and and now with like how kind of how has how digital media has blown up, like like if you if you watch if you doing football season or basketball season, ESPN like ESPN um, the app, ESPN three all type of HBCU games. So it's like people can find you if they want to find you or if you're worthy of being checked out, people will be able to find where you're at even if you're not at an HBCU. And then people try to point to facilities at PWIs versus HBCUs. And it's like a lot of these PWIs don't, don't have these, you know, big, you know, humongous, like, you know, blurring, you know, facilities like at Alabama or, or LSU. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like we, HBCUs are, are closer than what pe- most people think, you know, they are. It's just kind of just kind of getting away from that stigma. But it's like at the end of the day, in 2020, it's the new day. And these kids can have more control over, you know, how, you know, how they're presented and the exposure people have to them than they, than, you know, than anywhere near when I was going to school or even 10 years ago. So,
0: since you're in social media and social strategy, and going back to name, image, and likeness of building a brand, what did you think the be- the best way to gain more relevance, are uh, building your brand on social media?
1: I mean, I think the best way to build, you know, your relevance and your brand is just being authentic, and and then, you know, and then, you know, not shying away, you know, when people are, you know, really expecting to, you know, hear hear your voice on different situations. Now, you know, that can get you in trouble, you know, as you saw with, like like I said, Nick Cannon or Deshaun Jackson, you know, you know, a week or so ago. So it's just like, you know, I would say, you know, just make sure that you, like when you're establishing your brand, um, you are consulting with the right people to, you know, manage, manage, manage your, the way you come off and things that you, the message you're trying to portray. Um, but, I mean, it's like, like I say, it's at any time, in history, you know, than, than in the past, you, like, you have the keys, you know, and then the, the, depending on what you decide to do with those keys is up to you, but you have a lot of power, and then especially, like, when now, as we get into the point where you are, may have the opportunity to have a greater control over, like, your image and your likeness and how it's, how it's portrayed, things of that nature, you know, the power's in your hands, you know, so, you know, just, just just, make sure you do the right things with it.
0: And so I kind of go back to that. What is your thoughts on – I mean, what is your suggestion on kids because of this year, COVID-19, they're going to lose a lot. I mean, some of them might, might not even be playing. I mean, some of them got aspirations to go to the NFL, NBA. Right. And, I mean, geared toward the senior year, I mean, again, we go back to building your brands. What is your key points of helping these kids take it to the next level? when I they? Mean-
1: it's 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 a tough time because like everything is kind of really undefined and unknown still at this point, and it's tough for you if you're a kid like you're if you're a junior or a senior and you're trying to go to the next level, it's like you may not have and then as you as I'm not sure if you know but it's like you know it's it's rumor hasn't been confirmed but it's pretty much gonna be confirmed that you know the MEAC is not playing football this year, and it's yeah. like what what do you do to like you know like say if you're a kid. And say say if you were hurt your junior year, and you were and you were coming back your senior year to try to prove you know, or if you were like you know, to, or needed to elevate your 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 stature amongst the scouts, what are you going to do now because people don't have people not have tape you know so it's like you can st- my my thing is like with social you can still show like how much you are grinding you know in the weight room on the field of play. I think you can use social a lot to like, for you know, really showcase your skill and your talent level, and show that you are still committed to your craft and still are improving in your craft, even though we won't see you on Saturdays or Thursday nights, you know, um, in the in the near future. But I mean, at this point, all you can really do is kind of create your own tape and maybe maybe kind of take the take the Kaepernick sort of approach, as you saw when. Last year, when they when NFL tried to give him a quote-unquote, you know, workout for teams, <laughs> he was like, he did his own thing, and it showed that, you know, he still had the skills to play, even though we haven't seen Kaepernick play with three full seasons. Yes. He still was able to kind of own the narrative himself and take that power away from the NFL. And kids can do the same thing, even though they aren't, you know, don't have the access of, you know, competing every week now because of COVID. They still can show these scouts like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm working on my game. This is this is this is my progress. So scouts can maybe, maybe, okay, well, look, I see this kid on social. He's he's grinding every week, he's in the gym, he he's putting up videos, working on his footwork, working on his techniques. Maybe I need to look further into this kid and maybe take a, a visit where they may have not done it in the past or kind of connect with the kid, you know, on a one-on-one thing now, whether they wouldn't have the opportunity in the future because of NCAA rules and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, Kaepernick is a real good example of brand building, man, you know, right? then, you know, Netflix, was it Netflix who get signed or HBO? Who was that who signed him to? A- well,
1: well, well, he signed a deal with Netflix um with Avery DuVernay De- to produce a series on his upbringing, but then he, he, he also just signed a deal with, um with, Disney, where we'll we'll be producing um, content uh, with him, um, Are you and, and also working with Jamel Hill's production company uh, in the new in the near future to to produce you mean content. J- is
0: it Jamal Hill or Jamel? Jamal. Jamel, Jamel, the what the the one who was just on Jamel, and she was on, she was with uh
1: Jamel J- 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 used to work for ESPN, and then now she writes for the um, Athletic. Who was she working? Stumbling to and then but she does her own thing now. Though. Okay, she's kind of like a free a freelancer, but she has her own production company.
0: She's been, you know what? She's been quiet lately, man. She said, "Uh, that you know, when Trump got in office, she's been real quiet." Oh,
1: you think you think she been? I don't think she's been that quiet, bro. I think I think she's been because because I, I think once she left ESPN, she's really just been on the forefront, and then she has the show with Spotify, um, mm-hmm. and she has a show on The Ringer. Uh, I think she's really been – I think she's been more outspoken now than ever, to to be honest with you.
0: So uh, I say that because of everything that's going on, man. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Last week, Mike Golick was on vacation, and I know you probably do some content on that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's all working on it. And I know there's changes. And now we come to find out now he's got a new show coming on because they're just doing a whole bunch of changes now.
1: You I mean, talking about Mike Golick or Mike Golick Jr.?
0: Mike Golick, Mike Golick Jr. too. They all, okay. they all changing up. Okay. I mean, you just, did you see that? Where he got a new show now?
1: Yeah, well, I saw that. Um, Mike Golick. Well, well, they were changing up. Um, well, they were taking him off of radio after all these years, and I think he's going to do something with college football now. And then Mike right, Golick right, Jr. Right. he he's still on the radio, but he has a show that I think he's going to be partnering partnering up with Shanae Ogumlike, kind of like a more of a younger millennial-based kind of radio show okay. um, that will be kind of launching launching in the future.
0: Now, Undefeated doesn't, all, all y'all do is do a lot of it, the content and recording and videos. Y'all don't do actually a show on a weekly basis, am I correct?
1: You mean on radio or video or what? You what you?
0: Well, I mean, I usually see it mostly on ESPN.com. You know, okay. the, the videos of it. But I know that you, I don't have a. I'm, I'm just asking. I'm kind of right. On. So,
1: so Kelly Carter has a a show that we launched. Um, kind of, I believe, at the start of quarantine, um, called Another Act, and that's that that show comes out on a weekly basis. At least one episode. And sometimes it's two. Sometimes it's three, depending on the availability of the. Um, the actors and actresses. Um, but so she normally has, she just released a show yesterday with um, the actor Isaiah um, Whitlock oh. um, from one of the stars of Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. Okay. He, he, he played Clay Davis on The Wire. Okay. Um, and, so, and so on the culture tip, we have like a weekly show. Um, mm. And we have, and Clinton Yates and L. Duncan have a new radio show. Um, that kind of focuses at the intersection of sports race, and culture that just launched a couple of weeks ago. Um, But we, but I, but I, I I would, I would say we don't have a, we don't have a regular show on ESPN um, linear, but we do have, we do have regular digital shows.
0: Now, do you also kind of pitch new shows with them on, even with as it being a social strategy from the other shows, other experiences that you have, do you kind of go to ESPN and say, what do you think of this show that we might need to, I mean, about. I mean,
1: well, we have we have, you know, conversations with ESPN proper all the time on just kind of specials. So not, not really like um, I would say kind of a, you know, everyday show or once a week show. But we have we kind of at, at this point, we kind of have more so conversations around like special. So we just had a, a special um, air recently, a couple of weeks ago that, that aired on ESPN. Um, but mo- most of the most of the conversations we have are around kind of bigger, bigger, like one time specials, so to speak.
0: Okay. Yeah, for the uh and then and, and basic oh yeah, because yeah because of big as ESPN is and so. Yeah, so I mean so like
1: at the end of the day, we're still, you know, we're grounded and rooted in being a digital property. Mm-hmm. Um and that that is kinda like for like got uh, the the kind of primary goal is to o- make that offering a digital first, as a, as as opposed to like linear. Um, oh. So like when it comes to linear, we we will have like special special shows, and we we we. It was recently announced that we will have like a special partnership with Hulu, where we'll be collaborating on creating content um, for that for that platform. Oh um, yeah. yeah, but but for the most part, like a lot of our content is kind of more so geared toward the digitals and streaming spaces than actual, like, you know, ESPN. Uh, actual- so
0: do you think, uh, undefeated will get to a point where start streaming uh, ESPN does that anyway. So y'all can do that on, on the games. So y'all ESPN and ESPN too. You would just pre, uh, screen it on your side. That's right. They already. A,
1: a, a, I mean, what, 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 so what you, you mean like games or like,
0: yeah, cause y'all already do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. ESPN already does, uh, uh, HBCU games.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like, ESPN has a deal with, um, I believe, the SWAC and the MIAC um, <clears throat> for football, baseball, softball, and volleyball. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, on a regular basis throughout those seasons, you would you would see like ESPN two, um, like ESPN two and ESPN U produces a lot of HBCU games during the seasons and then also on the app and ESPN3 is where you'll find like a lot of like the HBCU uh, games and content. Uh, the only time where we really come in is when it's like a bigger thing. So like MEAC Slack Challenge, uh, Celebration Bowl, you will see us kind of more so producing content either for um, on air during the games or for SportsCenter that will kind of be, be tied around the promotion of the game coming up.
0: Okay, and lastly, man, what are your thoughts of Florida A&M and the film bethune leaving the MIAC?
1: I mean, you know, if they feel like this, it's like the MIAC was like the closest thing we had to like a super conference, and it's just it's just sad to see um, like those those powerful teams leave. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you know it's a money situation, but you know, at the end of the day, it makes um, the swack. Now more more aligned to become a power conference. Um me being a traditional like MiAC guy, I hate to see it. Um just like I hated seeing like Hampton leave and right. things of that nature. But you know, I mean it's it's a new day. And I know Howard was rumored to maybe um leave the MIAC and join the Patriot League um in the near future. So I mean, it's a new day. I think a lot of the complaints I have heard um about, you know, the is just it's kind of like a, uh, the people at the top are kind of still stuck into like an old way of thinking. And schools, start, and schools are starting to bring in a lot more younger athletic directors who kind of right. see the right. bigger picture. Um, and I don't want to kind of like, you know, seem like I'm like downing the, the older generation. But, you know, in this, in this industry, in these times, you kind of have to be forward thinking. And what has worked, you know, in the past is not going to work, you know, going forward. And a lot of these people are saying that, and I like when I hear about these teams, you know, moving away or kind of switching conferences, it doesn't surprise me. I hate to see it, but hopefully that, that will, you know, turn the light on, you know, at the MIAC to say, okay, maybe some things need to change, but we can like still have a, a viable conference, you know, come, you know, in the in, in the future, now and in the future, so to speak.
0: Because they basically that they, they go celebration bubble, man. I mean. You didn't lost North Carolina, Florida A&M, Bethune Cookman. Who else left?
1: Well, now? well, not really, because it's just instead of them representing the MIAC, they represent the SWAC now, okay. and then whoever else would be the the kind of powerhouse. I guess that will kind of fall into North Carolina Central now. You know, I I, I, I would I would say would we'll probably be the strong you know favorite on the MIAC side of because but 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 don't, have has Bethune left yet?
0: Yeah, they are they, out, no.
1: They already left, yeah. So you know, but it's like at some at some point you're watering down, you know, the conference. So you know, unless you like are going to, you know, poach teams from the CIAA, which is a whole division down, right. you know, It's just it's, it's 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 the MIAC is in a tough place right now. Miak is in a uh, tough place right now.
0: Because when Swag announced that uh they had brought in Florida and M and they were and then the conference when they brought it in they were still uneven. So they had to bring a right. work team, and I we were just I mean I was thinking Tennessee State and and uh, I mean I would have loved to have North Carolina, but North Carolina I think everybody was trying to look at the traveling, and that's what they were complaining right. about the right. traveling. But North Carolina would have been perfect because of the conference and because of the school they they are, you know, and uh, it would have made a big difference. But I mean they went to the Big South, which I really wasn't real. I'm like. And why would you go to that school? Because of they got South Ala- Alabama, so they still got a little bit more traveling. Travel, in
1: travel it, right? Yeah.
0: And, but anyway, Marcus, man, I want to thank
1: you. But you, know, but you know, at the end of the day, I didn't mean to cut you off. But you know, it all comes down to money and dollars. they yeah. <laughs> so, green green is going to talk. You know, so like like I get it. I get it. I totally get it.
0: And you bring that same thing up, where the Miac is 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 more. You got a lot of older people in there, and they don't want to change. Versus the SWAT is got you got more people, and they, you know, I mean, you're gonna have to change now. There's no no. Yeah,
1: I mean, at, at a certain point, you you it's like you're back up against the wall, and you have to change. You know, <laughs> sort of like you know, like when you when you spoke earlier about the um the where I'm at and the NFL team that's here. It's like. Okay at a certain point, you know, like, you got to change the name, you know, so it's like, but, and then it's like certain people will just hold on until you can't hold on any longer. And you got to change the name, which as you see with, you know, the Washington team, it's like, you know, now now once dollars have been, you know, uh, threatened, it's like, okay, yeah, well now we see that it (laughs) may be offensive and we might need to change it to have a little more, Pride and hurt is to the name and stuff like that, so now
0: they want to change the Kansas City Chiefs, you know that too, they said "Hey, yeah. on uh you know yeah, like the, Chiefs, a, the
1: right? Braves. I think the Blackhawks are also mentioned, um yeah, the Indians, so
0: but all this wouldn't have changed if this situation would have came down like this, I mean yeah. it maybe eventually, but I mean, it just speeded the process up and and I mean, the last is- thing, man, what's your thoughts on? You know, I'm in Dallas, man, and I just want to get your thoughts since you're in Washington with mm-hmm. all your changes going on. Here we go. Hey, what you think about Dak, <laughs> man? I mean, I was talking to my fiance, and I'm like, man, Dak is just like, damn. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe I get your perspective on.
1: See, my my thing is like, I'm gonna put it. I'm a hundred percent disclosure. I I hate the Cowboys. I know, I know. But you know, but but it's like at the end of the day, like, I I like that. I mean, it's like I mean, I don't see why you, I don't see how you can't not like Dak, but it's just like it's it's like from a standpoint, I want to see the man get his money, and it's like, what would you have? Would they have? Would they would they treat that? Would they would they would they would they have treated Tony Romo the same way they're treating Dak? I don't think they would have. I think Trump Romo would have had a new contract by now, and it's like, what else more does Dak have to do to prove he's worthy of his money? And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, dude, you, he's the quarterback of, quote, unquote, America's team. So, and it's not like and it's not like he didn't perform last year. He was one of the top-rated quarterbacks all year last season. So it's just like, okay, yeah, they didn't go to the Super Bowl like Patrick Mahomes or he didn't have, like, a year like a Lamar Jackson, but he was still one of the top five QBs in the league. And it's like, you know, QBs that have his skill set and that perform as well as he does don't just come to you like 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 that. You know, it's not like it's not like a running back. Whereas running back, you can plug you can plug a running back into your system. Like you don't really have to you don't really have to get involved into so much. But they but then at the end of the day they gave Zeke his money. You know, so okay. But why not, why hasn't that Zach, Zach been paid? I mean, I, I I think I think to be honest with you, I think if he was white, and had all the same skill set, he would have got his money by now. Um, I think that's just the Jerry Jones situation. Um, I just I it's just sad to see that they haven't they haven't treated him with the utmost respect that that they would have given other people in that situation. I
0: mean, it is, and it's it's uh, innate, and and I, I don't even want to listen to the radio no more. Because, I mean, they're going to tear this dog on things. But the thing
1: about it is, like, even though – and I personally don't think it's going to be a season this year, but say there is a season, it's like it's never going to stop. You know, they talk about it, it's never going to stop. It's going to be a week – every week it's going to be t- – until we get a new contract or right. play this out. And as you as, – as as I think I, I was watching First Take earlier, they were breaking it down of how Dallas is really screwing themselves in the future now with their salary cap, because by franchising them, now it, they're going to be forced to pay him a certain amount of money, which is going to be on the high end of things, which we, we saw having the same thing with us in Washington, with Kirk Cousins, you know, and how that kind of, basically we got nothing out of that deal. So that, that may be the same thing that happened to Dallas. And, and if not, if they keep him, that's going to tie up so much cap room going forward that you might not have, be able to build a championship team around them because you got to pay him his money.
0: Yep, and I mean there ain't nobody else out there,
1: is right? There? That's what, but but my, but my thing is like, what else more does that black man have to show you oh. <laughs> to 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 prove? Like you know, I mean, I I would say this, I think he's still like to deal with the uh, let's just say questionable play calling of Jason Gerd last year, and the, I, I forgot the uh, what's the young guy? Is it Moore? Kellen Moore? They had was hey, the Kevin officer Moore. coordinator. It's like, to overcome all that and still be one of the top-rated passes in the league, and it's not like it was his fault that they didn't advance, you know, further than what they did. And then not to, like, show that – and prove to that man, like, you are the future of America's team, and we're going to pay you as such and give you that respect. It's just like, man, I mean, it is what it is. Like, me being a Cowboy hater, I'm not going to say – I. I don't love to see it, but right. but for like I'm 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 a type of person like I'm always cheering for everybody black, and right. at the end of the day, like that man deserves to be paid his money, and it's like he'll never he'll never see like Patrick Mahomes money, but you know I don't feel like I don't feel like that's what he's asking for, but you know it's now it's just like now it's just up in the air now, so it you it it, with, it, 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 just, it just sucks that they treated him like that for real.
0: You saw what West McCall got in uh Cleveland Garrett. Yeah. A hundred million dollars. Fifty million dollars again. They didn't have no problem. This one not hit over the head with a dog. This on. dude didn't oh. even play a whole season last year for. <laughs>
1: they like, don't worry about it. We got you, bro. Right. Just and just you know, do your time get reinstated. Bam, here's your bag.
0: Yeah. So Jack has
1: done nothing but be an upstanding like spokesman for the organization. Never gets in any trouble, never stays in the headlines for anything bad. Just goes out, does his job, performs at a high level. The man can't get his bag. I, I just it just don't make no doesn't make any sense, man.
0: I know man. I well, know. it
1: makes sense because we know what's going on, but you know, it's just, you know, in these days and times you will hope things will change, but
0: right. And again, we go back yeah, to
1: Yeah, I I I am a person still ho waiting waiting for Jerry Jones to make a statement on George Floyd, but that's just me. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. just me. Hey,
0: that's you might me. well hold your breath, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna say he we got another uh, you know, I was talking to my uh fiance and I was like you know, Trump is a branding person. Jerry Jones is a branding person.
1: You oh, know? yeah, totally, totally.
0: Yeah, and he makes his money off of branding. He makes his money off of, you know, who he is, who the Cowboys are, where he started off. I mean, you know, he didn't – he played in Arkansas. He never played professional football. But he's a businessman. Right. But he's a, a businessman who knows how to make money, too, at the same time. But, again, it comes down to, you know, we have to – I mean, we don't we have to start over again and it's said so you know marcus i want to tell you thank you for taking the time to chat with me uh, i look forward to chatting with you again uh, and uh, that's a wrap for today's podcast we look forward to you listening to us next week you can l- listen to us on apple spotify android also podbean You also can listen to us on our website, poweringyou.com. We also have a Twitter and a Facebook
1: and Instagram. That's it. Have a good day.